I'm reading from verse 26. Mark chapter 4, and I'm reading from verse 26. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day when he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces corn. First the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Again he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet when planted it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them, as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. And uh, when Jesus talks about uh, an enchanted kingdom, he says the kingdom of God is like this. A man scatters seeds on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. And uh, there's something enchanted about the picture that Jesus paints of the kingdom of God that maybe we don't recognise. And uh, we look around. At the beginning of Mark's Gospel, Jesus says the kingdom of God is near. And he talks to the disciples about the kingdom of God and he paints these pictures. And I, I can imagine it's simple, the disciples looking around and thinking, um, I don't really get it. Uh, nothing seems to be happening. Nothing seems to be changed. There's just a small group of us. And Jesus tells these parables to encourage the disciples about what is happening. And Jesus' primary message is that the kingdom of God is at hand, the kingdom of God is near. And uh, he tells these parables to say what the kingdom of God is like. And it isn't what they expected. It isn't uh, the wonderful kingdom. They were expecting uh, the Messiah to come as a mighty warrior and uh, to kick the Romans out. And uh, to be another great king like David or Solomon. And Jesus tells kingdoms parables to explain uh, that the kingdom is quite something different. The kingdom of God is like a man who goes and scatters seed on the ground. So the parable of the growing seed. Neil Cole, in his book, The Organic Church, uh, tells a story of when he used to take his daughter to school every day. And they passed this mall that was being built, and he, he says there was always large and brightly painted machines at work, and his daughter was interested in what was going on. And one morning, the workers had large machines digging holes to plant trees. 
And his daughter asked what the machines were doing and I, he says that he told her they were going to plant trees and I could see the curiosity in her face, he said. The next day we went by and there were 20 foot tall palm trees swaying in the morning breeze where the holes had been the day before. And with all the creative imagination of a five-year-old, his daughter shouted in amazement, boy, those trees grow fast. He says, I didn't want to tell her that they were grown somewhere else and transplanted there. I wanted to believe in magic seeds that grow overnight into the clouds where giants live and princesses need rescuing. There's something beautiful about that kind of faith. Childlike. And of course, again, Jesus says in Mark 10, later on in Mark's Gospels, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. I don't know if you noticed in the clip, it was the child who said, Daddy, I think that uh, she might be a real princess. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's not that we are to be childish uh, in our faith. We are to grow and develop. But Jesus talks about being childlike. And uh, sometimes we need the eyes of the children to see the kingdom of God, to have that imagination that children have to be able to see the sorts of things that Jesus was describing. So, the kingdom of God, it's it's an enchanted kingdom um, with magical seeds. An enchanted kingdom with magical seeds. There's a story told about um, the frog and the toad in the story of the garden. And it tells the story of a toad's adventure of planting seeds to grow in a garden. Things begin when Toad appreciates his friend Frog's fine garden. Well, yes, replies Frog, but it was hard work. I wish I had a garden, responds Toad. So Frog gives Toad a packet of seeds and tells him that if he plants the seeds, soon he too can have a beautiful garden. Toad asks, how soon? Quite soon, is the reply. Toad plants the seeds and then tells them to start growing while he stands there waiting for them to appear. When he sees no response, he tells the seeds to start growing a little louder. Then he shouts at the seeds, commanding them to start growing. Hearing the loud noise, Frog looks over the fence and asks, what's all the commotion about? Toad replies, my seeds won't grow. Frog says, you're shouting too much. Those poor seeds are afraid to grow. Toad remarks, my seeds are afraid to grow. Leave them alone for a few days, answers Frog. Let the sun shine on them, let the rain fall on them, and soon your seeds will start to grow. Later that night, Toad looks out over his garden and sees that nothing has changed. Drats, my seeds haven't started to grow. They must be afraid of the dark. I'll read them some stories and then they won't be afraid. Over the next couple of days, we see Toad reading the seed stories, singing songs to them, dancing in the rain for them and playing tunes for them on the violin, all in fruitless efforts to coax the seeds to grow on his timetable. One night, in a fit of exhaustion, Toad remarks, Oh, what shall I do? These seeds must be the most frightened seeds in the whole world. He collapsed in sleep from fatigue of trying to entertain the seeds non-stop for several days. He's awakened the next day by a jubilant frog saying, Toad, Toad, wake up. Look at your garden. Oh, at last, my seeds have stopped being afraid to grow. And now, replies frogs, you'll have a nice garden too. 
But yes, replies Frog, remarks Toad, wiping the sweat from his brow. It was very hard work. Many of us are a bit like Toad, aren't we? Um, we spend all our lives singing and dancing and telling stories to dirt, trying to make the seeds grow. And yet Jesus tells this parable um, about an enchanted kingdom with magical seeds. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. It's as if it's by magic that these seeds grow. In this parable, the man who sows the seeds goes to sleep at night, wakes up the next day and, and doesn't know how it all works. Do you know what I feel uh, qualified for that role? Clueless and sleeping on the job. Clueless and sleeping on the job. You know, so many of us think uh, uh, you know, that we're experts and we know how things work. And uh, we know how to bring people into the kingdom. And uh, sometimes, you know, we think it's about how much we do and how much effort we put into it. And if only we could get more people to the prayer meeting. And if only we could do this and do that. And if only we could, we could do so much more, then we would see the kingdom of grow. And yet Jesus says, well, actually, no, it's quite different. He tells this parable about a man who, who scattered seeds night and day. And whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows though he does not know how, and it produces corn, the stalk, and then the ear, and soon the grain is ripe and ready for harvesting. Magical seeds. The Bible reminds us um, that it's only God that causes the growth. Paul says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow, so neither he who plants nor he who waters it is anything, but only God who makes things grow. Our job is to plant the seeds. To plant seeds in people's lives, to plant seeds in the places where we are. And the dangerous bit is that we have to trust in God to see growth. We have to leave the growth to God. And sometimes, of course, we don't want to. Sometimes we are like told. We want, we want things to happen in our timetable, in our scale. And we want to make things happen now. We're impatient. We can't wait. We want to see results straight away. I'm not a great gardener. Uh, no skills whatsoever when it comes to the garden. But I've noticed something. We've been away on holiday for two weeks. And uh, before I went away, I cut the grass and uh, got rid of a few weeds and uh, I noticed uh, yesterday evening that the grass has grown and the weeds are back and uh, I'm going to have to go out in the garden again. It just grows, doesn't it? It just grows. And uh, Jesus tells this parable and he says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. If you plant seeds, they will grow. That God will make them grow. And of course the seed, uh, as Jesus explained in the previous parable in chapter 4, the parable of the sower. The seed is the word of God that we are to sow into people's lives, that we are to share with people. Our job is to sow the seeds and to trust God that he will allow the seeds to grow. So it's an enchanted kingdom. 
The seeds produce, seeds sprout and grow, though he does not know how. I wonder whether how good we are at leaving things with God, that we, we, we plant seeds and we spread seeds, and then we ask God to do the work of making things grow. There is a risk, isn't there? There is a risk, and so often we try to take things on ourselves, don't we? We, we, we think it's our responsibility to bring everybody to, to Christ, when actually what Jesus says is scatter the seeds. Scatter the seeds and watch what happens. In the book of Acts, uh, who was in control? It wasn't Peter, he had no desire whatsoever to bring the good news to the Gospels. It wasn't Paul who was in control, he wanted to go to Asia and the Spirit said no. It was the Holy Spirit that was at work. And when we read the book of Acts, you know, our spirits scream out to be part of something like that. And the important parable speaks to our heart's desire. Jesus tells us that the kingdom of God will grow spontaneously, all by itself. If we scatter the seeds. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. And we see it, don't we, in people's lives. You know, you've probably had, like me, the experience of seeing a seed grow in people's lives. And sometimes it can be years and years later that the seeds that were spread by other people, not necessarily ourselves, that sometimes we benefit and we reap the harvest. But our job is to continue to sow. And we can do that in so many different ways. Uh, We can pray for people. We can share with people. We can invite people. Uh, We can tell people about Jesus. An enchanted kingdom with magical seeds. And fast-growing trees. Fast-growing trees. This is the second parable The parable of the mustard seed. The mustard seed, uh, which is the smallest seed you can plant in the ground, yet when planted it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds in the air can perch in its shade. The next parable talks about the magical small. It's like a mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds, yet when it's planted it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants. N.C. Wright, talking about this parable, says this, he says, the parable is about the fact that though Jesus' ministry in Galilee doesn't look like the sort of kingdom of God movement people were expecting, it is in fact the seed time for God's long-promised and long-awaited harvest. People wouldn't be able to see how God's promised plants would grow from this seed, but grow it would, and a harvest would come. The story is a warning on looking down on the small beginnings in Jesus' Galilean ministry of the great works that God was going to do. Christian growth has more to do with allowing the word of God to be planted in our lives than it does to doing great things ourselves. God's word is planted in our lives when we worship, when we read God's word, when we study God's word, when we join together and share fellowship together. God's word is planted in our lives and takes root and grows just as in the next parable. 
And God invites us to stop trying harder, but to rest in his arms and allow God's word to work in our life. It's said that uh, Dwight L. Moody, the, uh, the evangelist, was riding on a train after a crusade. And an old drunk came up to him and said, you know, Mr. Moody, I'm one of your converts. And Mr. Moody looked at him right in the eye and said, I'm afraid you are one of mine, because you're obviously not one of Christ's converts. When we try to make things happen, when we do try to do things in our own strength, the results won't be as God wants them to be. When one does not place an individual in God's hands, then that says something about a person's faith or lack of faith in God's power to change people's hearts. When we pray for people, uh, we do so because we believe in a God who acts, a God who wills. We believe in this enchanted kingdom uh, with magical seeds and their fast-growing trees. We've seen ourselves what God can do. So let's find a way, once again, to believe like a child. Let's uh, see the enchanted kingdom that Jesus talks about in the Gospel. Let's take these magical seeds and let's plant them. And let's sit back and watch what God might want to do. Let's challenge ourselves. Uh, we do have uh, just over a month to go till uh, Back to Church Sunday. And uh, Peter's already mentioned uh, about the, uh, the literature that's available. Uh, but this is one way that we can really plant seeds. Just imagine if each one of us decided to uh, invite one person. And uh, supposing only out of uh, all the people that invited one person, only, only even a third of those people came. Just imagine how many people would come to Back to Church Sunday. Imagine how many people would receive their literature, you know, with a Bible verse on that was planted and they might just pick it up and, and look at it. And at some other time when, when in their lives they're facing trouble, they might see that as a reminder. Oh yes, uh, those people at Lum Baptist Church invited me. Uh, maybe I, I could go there. We plant seeds, uh, not knowing uh, when they will produce a harvest. We leave that with God, uh, trusting and believing in this enchanted kingdom with magical seeds and fast-growing trees. The kingdom of God, that's what it's like. Let's pray.